from Kalaloo Studios in New York City. You are listening to Let's Take It Offline with your host, Ishana Palmer. Hey, Fab Crew. You're listening to Let's Take This Offline, the podcast for everyday leaders. Part inspiration, part set down. Let's have a conversation. Here's where you'll find the real deal about living well and leading well. I'm Kashana Palmer, your host and resident leadership whiz. What happened in the meeting after the meeting? We talk about it all on Let's Take This Offline. Don't forget to subscribe, download, and leave a comment so we can keep the conversation going. Look, I get it. It's tempting to put your head down and get to work. Ride the thrill of accomplishment and get your hustle on. Especially when getting things done is what you're known for. Not to mention, you're good at it. But here's the thing. There's also that voice inside of you telling you that if you don't slow down, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah, I know that voice. And I think it's time we all listen to it. Because now, more than ever, women are tying on their superhero cape at the cost of their mental, physical, and emotional health. Between never-ending Zoom meetings, conference calls, virtual team huddles, and helping others do their job, many of us have hit a wall. And if we haven't hit it yet, we definitely see it coming. Bottom line, prioritizing ourselves and hitting pause isn't just an option, it's a necessity. What if I told you that there's a luxury experience that allows you to make that necessity a reality? One that allows you to reconnect while you disconnect. The Rooted Collaborative is inviting you to join us in sunny Jamaica for the 2022 Rooted Retreat. For four glorious days and three rejuvenating nights, your soul will be fed by our dynamic speakers, immersive conversations, and global community activities in ways that will ignite, empower, and revitalize you like never before. The stress doesn't deserve your best. You do. So treat yourself to the best at this year's Rooted Retreat presented by The Rooted Collaborative. Head on over to www.therootedretreat.com to book your spot and find us either in Jamaica or online. Hey y'all, it's Kashana. It's Kashana. I am back in your earbuds and we are back for another episode in our four-part series, Grow Where You Are Watered. This is a special summer wellness series powered by our friends over at Bloomerang where I'm talking about what I've been learning, what's been bubbling up for me and for many of my clients, for you as listeners, things y'all have been dropping in my DMs, what I've been hearing when I've been on the road at conferences around what we're really grappling with as it relates to our wellness and well-being as leaders. So in episode one, I talked about focus and planning versus pause. And in episode two, I wanted y'all to start contemplating the question, are we well? And so now in episode three, you know, listen, y'all, I'm a leadership coach, okay? I'm I'm a performance coach. Like I help y'all get in there and get it done. And so 
it wouldn't be a Kashana, a Kashana Palmer story, <laughs> a Kashana Palmer party. You wouldn't be in the Kashana verse if we weren't talking about how to activate on this idea about thinking about your wellness. And so I wanted to take it from a different perspective today and talk to y'all a little bit about what it means to be in the leadership seat, whether you are a leader, a leader by name, CEO, uh, executive director, VP, chief development, chief sales, chief strategy, or whether you're a leader in your faith-based organization, in your social organizations, or you're a leader at home. You know, each of us carry a leadership role in some aspect of our life. And I really want us to be contemplating what you need in that leadership uh, kind of roadmap for yourself. So here's what I want y'all to be thinking about. So I want y'all to, if you're listening, you're going to have to dial this back because I'm going to walk you through some stories and some things, and I'm going to try to do this in a bite-sized way. So number one, the thing that I had to learn the hard way, y'all, it's a hard knock life for us. That's the hard way, y'all, was that it's critical to set your leadership foundation. What do I mean by that? I really thought that if I read enough books, went to enough conferences, I'm pretty smart, y'all, and paid enough attention that that would be enough to kind of get me to and through figuring out how to be a good leader. But the reality is, y'all, I had to get some lumps (laughs) and some bruises, Lord, and take some like body blows to really develop and grow my leadership style and approach and philosophy around being people centered. I didn't start out by focusing on people first. And really that was very hard one for me. And so when I think about your leadership foundation, I really want y'all to be thinking about what is my actual philosophy around what a leader is, does, behaves, acts, activates on the being part of being a leader. And I don't want you to, to, to follow any books. Even when my book comes out, y'all, I want you to think about that for yourself. What's my philosophy? What do I like? What do I really believe around how leaders, sh- how they should be? And then I want you to think about what are the resources that are available to me to help bolster my leadership foundation, the stories I can tell, the ways of being the frameworks I need to follow until I can understand, take it apart and do my own thing. Like it's really, really important for you to be able to have a really good leadership foundation. And many of us don't have that. We don't have systems for ourselves about how we govern ourselves. We don't really think about in the foundation self-management. What does it mean to have a good hold, a grasp on yourself, right? And really digging into those aspects of the foundation of who you are. Are you fortified enough? Are you self-aware? Are you introspective? Can somebody call you out on your stuff and you don't lose their stuff? <laughs> like, can somebody call you on your ish and you don't get all defensive? Like, where are you in that journey for yourself? Can you take feedback? Would you recognize it if it came your way? Or do I have to tattoo it on your forehead and you still wouldn't recognize it? So what's in your actual foundation? The second thing is really understanding that you've got to learn how to build and how to sustain and how to give social capital. How are you building relationships with your peers, with folks that you want to be in alignment with who may not be your peers and with folks who look up to you? 
These are really important questions that I want y'all to be kind of doing your leadership journal to be really contemplating and thinking about. I know for me, I, for a long time, subconsciously, because I wouldn't, if you'd have put me in a lie detector, y'all, I'd have been like, "Mm -mm," and I'd have passed it. I subconsciously was looking for what was in it for me from other people. And I'm helpful and I'm a door opener and I'm a connector. And I do those things all the time, really naturally. And, and I wouldn't actively pursue relationships if I thought there wasn't something in it for me. I didn't know I was doing that y'all to be clear, but I was definitely doing that. I had to have my whole rug pulled from under me when I tried to activate on what I thought was a healthy relationship and I got the feedback that I only come around when I want something. Ooh, ooh. shut me right up. Okay, y'all, shut me right up. I had to gather myself and really go back and reassess how am I building relationships? How does that work for me? What relationships are important to me? What relationship, where am I important to other people? So building that sort of like leadership credit, if you will, what had to be a part of my actual roadmap. Had to be a part of my toolkit. Had to be a part of like, call it what you want, y'all. Had to be a part of that work, that social capital, those relationship buildings. That's why I started to care so much about building healthy relationships. Then you've got to really, in the on the relationship end, focus on making sure that you're continuing to pursue healthy relationships as a leader. So that includes virtual door knocking. Y'all, I did this yesterday, Okay. I literally was on LinkedIn. There were a couple of folks that I was really curious about, kind of dug into their profiles a little bit. Don't need anything. Just really cool um, cool folks in the world. Really cool folks in the world. And I reached out and said, hey, I don't want anything. You know, I wrote a nicer email. Basically, it was like, I don't want anything. But I read read this article you wrote. I thought it was really dope. I've had some thoughts on that. Here's something that I've been thinking about. Would love to connect with you. Two out of the three people wrote me back. The third maybe saw it and didn't write, or maybe they don't check their LinkedIn every day. And I start struck up a conversation. Okay. I don't want anything. I don't know what they can do for me or not do for me, but they are cool as all get out. And I am determined to build really dope relationships with cool people. And that's important when you are building up that credit, if you will, um, in your relationships, being able to do that virtual door knocking. Okay. The other thing is in really thinking about who is on your support team. And for me, that really comes down to not just who's on your support team in your office. Lord knows, I don't know what I would do without my assistant. She is amazing. But beyond that, like who is who are the people that you can turn to and that you can talk to? When I coach my executives, I can't tell you how many of them have said to me at the beginning of our session how alone they feel. And when I asked them, well, talk to me about, you know, describe to me the peers that you have, that you reach out to, who do similar things to what you do, who would understand, you know, instinctively how you're moving in the world. The number of them that say, I don't have that person, or I haven't had time to connect, or Kashana, I'm so overwhelmed and so underwater that like, I I don't even know where I would get space to be able to do that. And I have had to then help them build an action plan, literally y'all, in the calendar on how they're going to be able to make time to reach out for folks. So who's on your support staff? Who's on your support team? 
Who's ensuring that you've got what you need to show up powerfully? And they don't all, they're not always the most obvious folks. So I want you to think about who's dropping that inspo in your Instagram DM, sending you those reels that make you laugh and, you know, make you think. Who's always tagging you in the good stuff on Facebook or on LinkedIn? Who drops a little something on your door dash? Y'all know gifts are my love language. And so I'm always here for a little DoorDash and a little Cash App. <laughs> I'm not asking y'all to send me a Gucci and jewelry, okay, y'all? <laughs> but buy me a cup of coffee sometime. Who's on your support team? That's a really important question. And then I'm going to go one more. And then are you leveraging the external tools that we have to be able to further the work that you're doing? So oftentimes we think about brand building. We think about um, doing things to be more seen. And honestly, y'all, I think that actually takes away from our overall wellness, which is why you constantly see folks talking about taking a social media break, for example, or taking a break from peopling or the need that we have to take a break all the time. I read so much about breaks that I actually did a whole um, a whole voice live on it a little while ago on LinkedIn about taking a pause versus taking a break because there is a difference. But y'all, are you leveraging the tools you have in a way that is allowing you to prop up your wellness game plan as opposed to take away from your wellness game plan? Who's on your support team? Who are you keeping around you? Who is dragging you down? One of the things that I've really had to contend with is that there was a time that I kept hiring B players. I didn't know they would be players at the time, y'all, but it was what I could afford. And the reality is when you keep folks around you who are all right, but they're not great, you start to be all right, but not great. Particularly if you know you have a greatness goal, you have a greatness impact, you have greatness calling, you have a greatness focus before you and on you. And yet you have folks around you who are just limping along, who don't necessarily believe. It may not be they don't believe in you, but they may not believe in their own ability or have their own capacity for themselves, much less to be able to support you. So who's on your support team? And then what are you doing to ensure that you are actually keeping yourself well? And I'm going to pause there for a second because I want us to really be thinking about contemplating this question. Some of us are involving ourselves in the mean girl, the mean people cruise, just because they're the thing that we think we need to do. I'm going to need y'all to tap out. I'm going to need y'all to tap out. I'm going to need y'all to, to, to come out. You don't have to network with people who are not for you. You don't have to go to the conferences that are not for you, for people you don't like just to be seen. You don't have to worry about any of those things because those things do not add to your well-being. They take away from that. And as a leader, you've got to ensure that you're modeling for your team members. As a leader at home, you've got to make sure that you're modeling for your family members, that you're modeling for yourself what it's like to invite goodness into your atmosphere and release the things that are not good for you. I think that's something that's really important. And it's something that I contemplate all the time because I struggle with it. You know, I don't, I don't lie to y'all about what I struggle with. I struggle with it, you know, and I think about these things when I think about what I'm triggered by, you know? Um, and when I realize that I'm starting to tolerate people 
activities, practices, ways of working that don't work for me. And I know they don't work for me, that that has an immediate effect on my mental, physical, emotional health. And the goal in your leadership toolkit is to put things in it that have a positive effect and not a negative effect. And so I want y'all to think about that, that it's your responsibility to put the active tools into your leadership roadmap that allow you to be able to be the best you can be. One of them for me as I'm, as I'm thinking this through is waiting to respond to things. That's one of the things that I put, listen, I know that's random y'all, but that's one of the things that I put in my leadership roadmap. Before I would be a snapdragon, I'd respond right away to things. But now pause, think and reflect 24 hours before I step in and do something again. The second thing that I do is I stopped apologizing for taking up space and for expressing my feelings. As a leader, that's so critical. And it's not, you just got to take me as I am. It's more like, here is what I'm seeing, experiencing in this moment. And here is how that uh, affected me. And here is what I want to be able to do next. And here's what I'd love you to be able to consider as opposed to this is what you did to me. And the way you speak to yourself matters. So every time you put something into your toolbox that is negative, you put a negative print on your leadership roadmap. So I just want to keep y'all just, I told y'all I was going to give y'all just a little bite-sized goodness as we contemplate what it means to be well in this wellness series. And so today it's about what you're putting into your leadership toolkit, what's on your leadership roadmap. And so I hope that has been able to minister you to just a little bit today and give you some questions to really contemplate for yourself on your own leadership journey. And so That's it for this episode today, y'all. And I'm going to come back with one more episode in this series, Grow Where You Are Watered, making sure that you know that you are growing in the place you have planted your seeds and that you are growing where you're watered. This is our summer well series for Let's Take This Offline. And I will be back with another episode and I'll talk to y'all real soon. Like what you heard and need a little bit more of this in your life? Well, I want you to head on over to Kish Camp, my virtual camp for stressed out managers who are looking to manage people better and lead with confidence. You can head over to Kish Camp at www.kishcamp.co.